everybody. Welcome to Marist Studies. You're here with Jill. And Lucas. We're both here. We're both here. We have what a, are the odds? We, well, actually, Lucas, since we were 45, <laughs> 45 minutes late, I had to text Lucas at 7.28 when he's supposed to be here at 7 and be like, dude, did you forget about me? And he wrote back, OMG, yes. In my defense. No, there's no defense, pal. It was daylight savings no, no, no. this week. No. I'm an hour behind all week long. We're going to need to start starting on time. <laughs> there's a 10-minute grace period, but there's not a 45-minute grace period. I will period. remind you that you were either late or rescheduled like four weeks in a row. I have so it's never not been late anywhere my entire life. Mm -hmm. I did reschedule several, several times. Yes. Health-related reasons. Anyways... Uh, this is your pick. So what are we here talking about? Oh, today? hey. So finally we're doing Heartbreak Warfare. It's a song I've been kicking around for a while. Mm -hmm. Never quite pulled the trigger. And finally I was like, you know what? We need to do it. And people were enthusiastic. Were they? Yeah. I was wondering how that was going to go. I'm not one of those people. Oh, okay. But so everyone you're here else to ring on my parade. No, I mean, I you're like... Here, oh, Lucas, your pick is so terrible. It's just because you were late. If you, <laughs> <laughs> if you hadn't been late, I'd be like, I'm so excited. I poisoned the well. I thought I was so excited. Mm-hmm. And then I had the opposite reaction, which is whether I'm excited or not, I dive into the song and I end up appreciating it more. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have that here. But don't start hating on me because I get it. It's a great song. I don't disagree with that. Mm -hmm. Just the more I spent time with it, the less I identified with it, I guess. You know what's funny? Like, I've always enjoyed this song. Mm -hmm. Even when I wasn't listening to uh, Battle Studies, mm -hmm. I was still listening to this song, right? Okay. This and Half of My Heart were the two songs off Battle Studies I was listening to. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, you know, like, I like the song. We'll do it. I had the same ex the same experience. It's your The pick. more I spent with it, the less I liked it. Interesting. It's almost like ruined it for me now. Like, well, we've had that happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and there's nothing wrong with. There's we'll, nothing we'll get wrong. Into it. We'll yeah, get into it. We're, we're, we we got time. We'll get there. So before we go into our back to you segment, where we talk about your comments from last week, we have great news. Drum roll. We got an ad. Yes, time to get that money. Please listen to it. Here you go. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you liked our ad. We used to be able to just tack, tack the ad on the beginning of our, our episodes. Yeah, that's how we prefer it. So you right. have a choice. But the new Spotify rules say that they have to be in the middle of the episode. So. We got to make that money, guys. Because yeah. I need to pay off what I purchased today with my credit card. Oh, tell them about it. Which is my third row seat to John Mayer at Acrisure Arena in the greater Palm Desert area. Oh, yeah. So excited. You won't believe what happened. I have my eye on some... Near the stage side seats. Okay. Like a little bit higher up. Right. My mom prefers to be elevated. I'm only 5'5", five five and she's shorter than me, so mm -hmm. she's real worried about people in front of her. 5'5 five five is like an average female height. 5'6 is the average is female really? height. I yeah, so technically five, I'm short. I, I always thought I was... That's another story for another yeah. So she was a little sensitive about that. Um, and I saw seats in the seventh row floor, yeah. like floor of the first section. Mm -hmm. And I called her and I was like, oh, we have to get these. They're um, like only, I think with fees and stuff, it was like $450. Uh -huh. Every seat around it mm -hmm. is like $600, $900, Oh, man. Resale and regular. This wasn't, this was like Ticketmaster just opened some tickets. Mm. Just two. Mm -hmm. So I was like, it's a sign to that. And she's like, oh, no, people are tall in front of me and I don't know and I don't want to do it. I was like, okay, let's sleep on it. Yeah. And then all night we both separately were having the same reaction. Like, oh, we've made a mistake. Mm. So I got, I like woke up and I took all these screenshots of all these generous people who are taking pictures and sharing where they are. And I'm right. like, man, this is 10th row and it's not bad. Like we should have got six. So my mom texts me in the morning and she's like, okay, well call me on your way to work and we'll talk about it. So I open up Ticketmaster to mm -hmm. see if they're there. Third row is available for not the same price. Mm -hmm. 
with all in and fees, everything, $25 cheaper than wow. the night before. Wow. Uh, How right? bad would you have been That's if what you my had mom bought said. them the night before? No, I never would have looked. Right. I would have got my tickets and moved on with my life. But then Ticketmaster opened up all the seats next to me, uh, next to the seats I was going to buy, mm -hmm. too. I, was, I don't know what's going on. And then the seats that I got, the exact same seats on the other side of the stage were like $200 more. Oh, my gosh. And not resale. Right. Anyway, I've taken up a lot of the segment. No, but that's that's that, but that's I think that's an important story. That's well, and really it brings awesome. me to my second point, uh -huh. which is maybe I will bring a sign about my studies. Third row. I'm saying corner. Third row. Corner, I mean, I'm all the way on the edge. But Jill. But he he sings in three different spots, so mm -hmm. eventually he'll get by me. Well, you're we'll talk about it because we got that, that's actually going to come up in, when we talk about the episode today. Um, but John Mayer's on the stage. Right. He's looking in the front row. Well, I'm not there. <laughs> He's looking in the second row. Can he see me in the third row? Where are you? Third row. Mm -hmm. Gonna see you. I will say. He's going to see you. I'm not super superstitious, mm -hmm. but three is my very least favorite number passionately. Really? I've yes. had good luck with three. Um, okay. Well, that, well, then maybe <laughs> maybe your good luck will have something to do with that. But I just, I don't know. But I also have a friend who's getting married the week after that, and he doesn't have a show that, that, that day. Uh -huh. And she only plus one people who are married or in, like, long-term relationships. And when she gave me the, the invitation, I was like, okay, well, I'm dating John Mayer by, by then. I got a plus one, right? And she's like, I swear to you. So I ran up to, like, the first person I found at work nice. today. And I'm like, straight up, I'm going to hold up a sign asking him to be my date to your wedding. Oh, yeah. So front side, be on my podcast, yeah. back side. Which is the bigger ask? Probably to be a date to the wedding is a bigger ask, I right? feel like that one he might gloss over. Yeah. Because why? interact with someone about that mm -hmm. so what i actually want to do is have a sign that says like i have a podcast about you mm -hmm. um, not even will you be on my podcast because he would think i have a podcast about who knows what and i just right. want oh, him on it you know what i mean yeah I love and then your he'll be like, you have a podcast about me where what's it called other side of the sign is gonna say mayor studies so i'm ready to answer him uh, did i just blow I, your I, mind i think it needs to be on the same side Dude, how, I think how big a sign do you think I could bring? He has to be able to read it from I, the stage. I have a podcast about you mm -hmm. at Mayor Studies. Maybe. E even if he doesn't... Oh, then on the other side, I cast about the wedding. So I could just like decide when he comes back. I'm like, and now this. Even if <laughs> Oh, the back side, I could put, will you be on it? Oh, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm just saying, like, even if he doesn't acknowledge you and he doesn't talk to you, mm -hmm. if he sees that at Mayor Studies, he might maybe look it, up it later. sparks enough curiosity, mm -hmm. you know, to mm -hmm. go look it up later. Yeah. yeah. And then we have an opportunity to engage. Yes, I'm so excited. And then he hears this episode while we're strategizing right? <laughs> how to get his attention. <laughs> These lunatics. Mm -hmm. But I'm just a little worried about, like, one sign etiquette. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not in the front row. I can't just hang it over the thing or hold it up. Like, I would have to hold it up above yeah. and you're not going to do it. Songs. Yes, exactly. I was just going to say that. Right. You know what to do. You don't want to yeah. hold it up while he's singing. You're no. not trying to ruin anyone else's experience. Songs. Yes, but he's taking a breather. Mm -hmm. He's switching out guitars because he's going to do that a lot. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Sign. And then also... Because he's not going to stop in the middle of Heartbreak Warfare. Oh, you have a podcast about, your, about me? <laughs> yeah. But when when would he engage with you? He would engage with you in between songs. So right. that's when the sign goes up. So I feel like I don't want to carry a sign around with me all leading up to that. I mean, we're planning on getting there super early. Mm -hmm. But then everyone else's signs I've seen have been like on a poster board. But mm -hmm. my mom was like, you can you don't have, you don't can make it out of construction paper and fold it and put it in your tiny purse that you're allowed to bring. There's no reason it can't have creases. Right. So um, we're ironing out those details. And I have to find out what the si size is allowed to bring mm -hmm. in or if signs are allowed at all uh, all the other venues i've seen people bringing them though so i feel like signs are okay but i'm so excited yeah, okay moving awesome. on i'm very excited for you 
I'm, I'm, I'm excited for me too. <laughs> I was like shaking this morning when I was trying to buy it. And I put my credit card number in wrong. It was a whole mess. Oh. I'm like, oh my God, my credit card doesn't work. Oh no, it's an alpha digit. My bad. Yeah, I felt like I didn't get to celebrate enough with you today. I had a really crazy Yeah, you crazy didn't celebrate enough with me. There day. was a delay. I know, absolutely. I had a crazy day. I had my deepest apologies. But I knew we were going to talk about it tonight. 45 so minutes late. We were going to talk like, about I it I was like, I had tonight. that coming. <laughs> so the back to you segment is nothing um, because no one really... Oh, now, I'm sorry if you did and I somehow missed it, but it was very light on the feedback okay. on last week's podcast. But boy, did they catch when I spelled heartbreak wrong. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Okay, it was the time change because we live in California. Oh, so now you're going to pull the time change I card. wasn't 45 minutes late. I didn't, I didn't inconvenience anyone by spelling break wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to make fun of me, I'm going to bring out the hard truth. All right, fair enough. So I spelled heartbreak like breaks in a car in some of the posts, not all of them. I thought it was just one. It was like the two or three questions in a row. Of oh, the story. okay. The, in the Instagram post, it was fine. Although I think I hashtag and spelt it wrong. Mm-hmm. But like also, so it was really five in the morning. And this is why I don't post in the morning sometimes because I feel so rushed because I'm trying to get ready for work. Mm-hmm. And then I catch things I don't like or errors later. But if I do it late in the day, it feels anticlimactic. Mm. So sorry I spelled break wrong. Thanks for letting me know, everybody. <laughs> Some nicer than others. Uh, John in the news. Yeah. Okay. John's on tour. In case you didn't get that. It just um, started. We have a lovely Instagram post asking him to be on our podcast, which I don't know about you, but I was overwhelmed by the kindness oh, in the comments. Oh, so great. Like, wow. So great, yeah. I almost felt like crying. That, that Even if nothing comes of it. Mm-hmm. That, I, that was worth it. Yeah, that mm-hmm. experience was so great. So thank you to everyone for your kindness, your kind words, your willingness to help us out on social media. That was, it was really, really moving. It was, it was like, oh, It was. They love us. Yeah, instead of being like, hey, I mean, just tagging John or saying, hey, do it or liking it or sharing it was already like so awesome. Right. But some people wrote some really, really kind stuff and it was great. So John is on tour and the set list has been phenomenal so far. Nice spread across all the albums, some deep cuts. He's saying, well, Grace, I think at every show thus mm-hmm. far, um, which is, you know, important to me, not everybody. But he debuted a new song called Drifting. Yeah. Did you listen to I it? I did. I listened to the entire thing twice. Did you love it? Be careful because so, everyone else does. I already messaged you and said you do this stuff to me with this song. Oh, where yeah. you set me I up. I did do a poll. Love it or hate it. Yes. No in between. So that any sort of like rational, like positive response is seen as hating. <laughs> I don't love it. I think it's good. Mm-hmm. It will probably grow on me. It's, mm-hmm. it's well written. There's mm-hmm. some catchy stuff in there. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yes. Is it my immediately like top 10 favorite song? No, but mm-hmm. I think it's a good song. And I'm excited to hear the actual studio version of it, which sure. I will, will probably raise my esteem of the song. Because it'll have drums. But you love it. I know you do. I loved it. I heard it and I was like, oh, I, I know the song. Mm-hmm. And then I heard, no, you don't. This is the first time I've ever played it. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, my bad. And I just felt like I already knew it. And that's not like me. I don't like change. I'm kind of resistant to new music. Like, ah, uh, meh. Mm-hmm. And I need a couple plays. Not with this. Loved it immediately. I had it on YouTube just like on repeat at my work on my phone instead Mm -hmm. of listening to Spotify. So, uh, yeah. My last John in the news is that his first show, he wore like a t-shirt and jeans and Mm -hmm. like some boot situation. I don't know if it was the second or third one. He straight up wore a button-up long sleeve plaid shirt. Did he roll up the sleeves? No. Oh. What is happening? It was the most (laughs) un-John Mary... Well, now I feel like I don't know if he rolled up the sleeves. Uh Uh-oh. Then he wore that same shirt a day later Mm -hmm. on The Late Show Mm. with John Colbert. Is that how you say his name? Well, Stephen Colbert. Stephen Colbert. Yeah. I don't know. I don't watch Late Shows. We all know I love to sleep. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I loved the look, but I was just surprised because Mm -hmm. that's more of like, you know... 
don't want to say dad bod vibes, but like a dad. Right. I don't know. I just, it, it just cracked me up. I just thought this is so out of character. Nice. There's no explanation for this. No one's going to say anything. What, where was the first night? When was the first night of the tour? Was Newark? It, it, was, it was Newark on Wednesday. No, on I Tuesday. I just know that's where it started. And then MSG last night. Right. I think there was two was MSG two at MSG? Shows. Okay, so yeah. it's been a couple nights in a row. Yeah. Did you happen to see the set list from last night? Mm-mm. Okay. So based on the video that I watched, mm-hmm. I actually, it leads me to believe that he started last night's show with Heartbreak Warfare. Oh, really? Yeah. He might have. He's been opening with some... Interesting choices. He did Slow Dancing in a Burning Room the first night, wow, I think. Wow, that's yeah. a song to open on. Right. It's interesting choices. The whole thing, it's, it's not weird like I thought it was going to be, like mm-hmm. where I thought, I don't know about the solo tour situation. But I find the choices very interesting. Yeah. I can't wait to hear it after you've, your experience after watching it. Yeah, so uh, 15 minutes later almost. Yeah. Let's talk about Heartbreak Warfare. Song yeah, bio. Yeah, right. song bio. This is on, I almost caught said it was on Mayor Studies. It's on Battle Studies. <laughs> it's on Mayor Studies now. You can find it on both places. <laughs> We've done a surprising amount of songs from Battle Studies. Yeah. For a record well, that... we are named after it. Yeah, and we are like, you know, 40 plus episodes in, so we've got mm-hmm. a lot of songs. Mm-hmm. Um, this was, if you remember, just a quick recap, this was uh, kind of, sort of, almost going to be a trio record. Um, Pino and Steve Jordan play on it. Steve Jordan helped co-produce the song. Um, Jamie Mubarak plays keys on it. Um it was released as a single. It was a single. has a music video. The music video was incredibly expensive because it was an augmented reality video. Oh. So you, I watched it on YouTube. I'm sure you did too. It was yeah. just a live video. But apparently there's an augmented reality component to it. I don't have any... I don't know anything about AR. No. So I can't speak to it. Mm-hmm. But I just know that that's out there. That that's okay. a thing that exists. Good to know. Um, the, the song debuted at number 100. On the Hot 100. Okay. So just barely it made, made the charts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, to- it topped out at 34 was the highest mm-hmm. it ever got. It's also featured in the movie Date Night. Did you ever watch that movie? Is it? Yeah. No, I don't think I've seen that. Uh, uh, he, like I said, he may be opening the, she may be opening the show last night with it. There's Maybe. a video on YouTube mm-hmm. um, from the MSG show, Madison Square Garden show last night. Where he's, he's playing it on a 12-string guitar. Which is not going to mean anything to you. Mm-hmm. But it's... Definitely not the way he plays it on the record. Mm-hmm. So a 12-string guitar, no, normal acoustic guitar has six strings, mm-hmm. so it's twice as Is many this strings. one with, like, the two handles? Um, because we talked about that, and uh-huh. now he's playing it on his tour every night. With two handles? Like, two of the part where you go like this. Oh, a double-neck guitar? Neck, Is yes. he playing a double-neck guitar? Yes, and oh, we had talked about that because it's really rare, and he has one. Oh, no. In a we, different episode. We talked about, so Charlie Hunter has the... Oh, the, I was going to... I'm pointing to the chair. I was like, yeah. When Ben was here? Ben. So that, that was Charlie Hunter who plays that. Yeah, not, right, not, someone so has I've never guitar. seen John play a, a double-neck guitar. But that's great. That's, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. I imagine he's experimenting with guitars to make this interesting. Mm-hmm. So the video cuts off a little before he starts the next song, mm-hmm. but he switches. He, he plays the 12-string for one song. Then somebody brings it out, and he brings up like a really tiny acoustic guitar. Yeah. And John says, you know, regular acoustic guitars look small on me. Uh-huh. This thing looks minuscule, you know? <laughs> and he's like, but it's just, it reminds me that music is fun, and music can come from anywhere. Glad he's having fun. Yeah, so you might see an ex- some experimenting mm-hmm. with various uh, various guitars. But I thought that was interesting and interesting to start it off with. Yeah. He has very, been very clear uh, with this song, as he has with other songs, 
that it has a specific inspiration. Mm -hmm. He was inspired by the U2 song, Bad. Mm -hmm. You can see the clip. I think somebody even sent it to us. Yeah, they tagged us, so I shared it even though it was early. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, and and this is is found everywhere. It's it's easy easy to find uh, where he said, I know... That this sounds like yeah. bad. Yeah. The U2 song. The the jangly delayed uh, guitar, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but that I, I, that he trusts himself enough that even if he's sort of inspired by something or it sounds like something, it's not going to be mm-hmm. a ripoff. Mm-hmm. And we talked about that with uh, the Face to Call Home. Mm-hmm. With it being Coldplay. Right. And we've talked about... Uh, Jonas Brothers and Walt Grace. What you just that? don't remember, but I they don't. have a song called Love Bug, and it sounds oh, really? remarkably the same. And Because I, I remember also uh, Coldplay being an inspiration for Bigger Than My Body. Mm-hmm. So, And I, I think that's interesting because it's like there's a few bands that have such an original sound or such an iconic, identifiable sound mm-hmm. that it just becomes part of the musical vocabulary. Mm-hmm. And Edge, the guitar player for U2, is absolutely one of those. That Joshua Tree sound from you know the, the Joshua Tree album and stuff like that. I still haven't found what I'm looking for with or without you. Mm, that delayed, so good. yeah, that delayed guitar sound is absolutely anytime anyone does it, it's like, oh, that's you too. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that no one ever gets to do it again. No, it's great to see that idea taken and recontextualized, like sure. John does it here. Yeah. so that's really fun. All right. Oh, I thought you were just like taking your breath. Favorite <laughs> or notable versions of the song, Jill? I mean, I talked about the one uh, that I saw from last night. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go with the video because it always makes me so happy to have a real high quality, not live performance video. But then the video was a not live. low quality, but like black and white. Right. Um, Fake live performance. I did not love the jacket. It was a little Edward Scissorhands for me. Okay. Like a little high neck. I, I was like, I don't even remember what, what it was. I watched it and I don't even remember. The jacket didn't stick. I remember immediately. Me. I was like, no. Um, but it's just nice to see John in my preferred haircut era. It's a little too mm-hmm. long. Mm. And I feel like this is the area of needs a snack, needs a home-cooked meal, needs some sleep and mm. a hug. Yeah. Um, and I, mean, I haven't really heard a version I don't like of it. Yeah, I was I was really interested to listen to him play it on a 12-string because it's going to sound different, right? And this song, so much of this song is that electric guitar. Mm-hmm. It's the propulsive rhythm. Like the drums like don't ever change the entire mm-hmm. song. He basically plays the whole thing, the same thing all the way through the song. Um, I like how it sounds like warbly. I don't um, know what the word is. So Wavy? I... I, I yeah, I, I the I'm, guitar. I mean, yeah, we'd have to like think about what what it is that you're uh, really connecting to there. Um, it's it's heavily delayed, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of like, it's less about him playing specific notes mm-hmm. and more about him playing sounds. That makes sense. If that makes any sense, yeah. It's kind of groovy. It's very groovy, mm-hmm. and that's that's why I like it. Right, I, this is an up tempo song in the John Mayer world. Right, yeah. It's not the, not really the most fast paced song, mm-hmm. but if we rank the songs that we've covered so fast so far, so this, fast. Is gonna, this is going to be fast. yeah. This is going to be on the more upbeat end, uh-huh. and it's got a great groove. I, you know, I love a groove, um, and I love interesting guitar stuff, mm-hmm. um, and I think there's some interesting stuff here. Um, even structurally, I think this song is interesting. When I said at the top, like I felt like I was became less interested in it as I listened to it. I, I, I haven't really been able to put my finger on why I don't dislike the song. Mm-hmm. I still like the song. Well, I think it's just accidentally negative. 
and that's part of it. Like, you don't feel good. Yeah. You might identify with it, but you don't feel good about the person he's talking about. You don't feel great about him. And that's fine, because that's right. what the song is. Like, this is war. War right. is not cute for anybody. Right. Um, but I don't know that it's something you want to read or listen to over and over and over and over again and think about heavily, because then you're like, well, now I'm bummed. That's an excellent point. Thank you. That's I, that's probably what it is. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, it's not like a flaw in the song. I like the way it sounds. I think it's well written. Yeah. Why, why am I like getting bummed on this song? And that's probably what yeah. it is. It's such a negative place to and live in. And I feel like it's a very youthful song. Mm. Isn't that now? Like, so I love songs that I identify with or I feel like, oh, John's in my head. It's like he knows what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Well, as full, full grownups, mm-hmm. hopefully when you break up with someone, it's not... I mean, there's elements that are going to be like heartbreak warfare, but there's definitely, hopefully, not intentional heartbreak warfare. Yeah. Like saying a guy's name on purpose to hurt someone or whatever. Right. So I also feel like I'm so far away from this being a theme for me. You, but like when you're in high school, it's a theme. Like you are you can be hurting people. You might be manipulating people, causing drama. People are gossiping. And so I feel like in my life, I don't identify with them a lot. But additionally, definitely not in my recent years. Yeah, you just haven't been in a toxic relationship recently. So not recently. You need to like have one of those. So you I can... try to avoid that. <laughs> I, I was thinking about what I wanted to say about the song. I'm like, I'm going to sound so arrogant every podcast. I'm like, I don't do that. <laughs> like, I'm just trying to be happy, guys. Like, I just want the... You just want to avoid the drama. Oh, the littlest amount of drama that I could possibly have. Is my, I just want to be at home. Right. Go to a John Mayer concert. Come back home. Like, just be calm. I hear um, So let's segue into the song Meaning Then, which we already have. Yeah, it's I mean, it's in the about, title. Yeah, it's a breakup. It's tough. People are fighting. It's war. Yeah, it's, it's that sense of wanting to hurt somebody mm-hmm. because they've hurt you. Right. You want them to feel the pain that they have caused you to feel. But you also want to work it out here at the end. You're not, not in love, right? So every, It's a confusing song. There's a thin, I always say there's a thin line between love and hate. Yeah. Right? And that everyone thinks of them as, as opposites. Mm-hmm. But from one point of view, they're not because they're both such intense Passion. emotions. Mm-hmm. It can, it's just like that and you can go from one to the other. Right. The, sometimes people will say that, no, the opposite of love or the opposite of hate is apathy. I don't care about you. Yeah. You can't get an emotion reaction out of me because nothing you do matters to me. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so it's just, yeah, it's just on how you, how do you register it here. But yeah, this is somebody that you were in love with, you're still in love with, you wish things weren't this way, but because you love them, the things you're they angry. do hurt so yeah. much. Yes. And it's like, oh, how dare you, you mm-hmm. know? Um, the internet, Ooh, my favorite place, totally unsubstantiated, by the mm. way, is convinced these cats on the John Mayer Reddit are convinced that the song is about Jennifer Aniston, and that the his name, what is it? Where is it? The, the, the Drop line. his name. Drop his name is, is Brad, Brad Pitt. Pitt. Yeah. Interesting. I know that that's a theory, mm-hmm. and it's a theory I believed for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then someone was like, that's not true. And I was like, oh, okay. And I don't know who it was, but it must have been credible enough for me to be like, "Mm, that's not right when people say it. So I don't know. Does the timing check out? I don't know. I just felt like I should throw it out there because the the internet community was so convinced. Like, there was not, not, like, they weren't like asking about it. Usually they'll ask, oh, is this, they're like, oh, this is the Jennifer Aniston song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so to go into lyrics, because that's the most natural segue anyway, yeah. I will say there's excellent uh, use of, with the word be imagery, perhaps, mm-hmm. um, you know, clouds of sulfur in yeah. there, bombs are falling everywhere. Everything about this song in that regard, I think is quite brilliant. Yeah. Um, and to refer to the breakup as warfare and call it heartbreak, B-R-E-A-K, <laughs> um, is very clever. What are some of your favorite lyrics? Um, or at least favorite well, you know, I, I, for whatever reason, 
we've talked about this before mm-hmm. with uh, uh, Slow in a Burning Room. Sorry, okay. I had to sing it. I had to sing it to Someone figure out the name of the song. Someone sent a comment the other day, like, Lucas needs to learn the names of the songs. Yeah. <laughs> and the albums. You know, I know them from, I, I approach it from a musical standpoint. Mm-hmm. I know the music to it. Mm-hmm. I was just like, what is the word? Um, when we talked about Slow Dancing in a Burning Room, it's jarring every time he cusses. Yeah, right? It's jarring here, too, and even I though have, I knew it was coming. Yeah, and I have zero moral qualms with profanity. I no, use I know. it on occasion in my own life. Yeah. It's just, like, so jarring because mm-hmm. it's so irregular. It's like when Taylor Swift does it. It's like we said, I think... Oh, damn it. This is not a Taylor Swift <laughs> podcast, Jill. Shoot. Um, God, that's annoying that My goodness. That. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, so this is one of only two times that one I can of think two. of off the top right. of my head. Right, And so that's just always just like red wine and ambient, you know. Like... Okay, we need to talk about red wine and ambient. Okay. I post that this is the song. 14 people just write me back, red wine and ambient. And I'm like, <laughs> what are you guys talking about? I never knew the word ambient was the song in the song. Really? Okay, so I'm just driving in my car singing John Mayer songs. Mm-hmm. Some I'm obsessed with and I know every word and I've looked them up or I had the, the booklet that comes inside the CD. Uh-huh. I When I was just mindlessly singing this because I wasn't hosting a podcast about it, I mm-hmm. thought it was red wine and... <laughs> I don't even want to say this. No, you have to now. <laughs> Red wine is in the air. <laughs> Red wine is in the air? Yes, if you if you listen to it and you say that in your brain, it sounds like that's what he's saying. Is that and- a cloud of sulfur in the air or is it red wine? <laughs> I don't know. But like wine smells. It does. And if someone sure. drinks a lot, it comes out of their pores. I guess. And it smells, especially the next day when they're hungover. So I was like, oh, she's drinking a lot of red wine. She spilled some. It smells. Right. That's not it. It's ambient. And that makes so much more sense. It is so much more clever. So well done, John. And well done, everyone who knew those were the lyrics but me. There, yeah, there you go. Awkward. Um, but my favorite... Um, you're absolutely right. I think the imagery is great. He very yes. much takes us there. It is a great song. Yeah. I, I feel like we're being negative on accident, but go ahead. Yeah, and, and that's, that was it. I didn't have a particular thing, but I think you just hit the nail on the head that mm-hmm. this is a hard place to like put yourself emotionally. Yeah. Um, and I love that. So when, when it comes to songwriting, when you've written so many songs, how do you say something in a new way? Mm-hmm. And this song mm-hmm. has a very clear theme. Yes. A, clear, a very clear metaphor mm-hmm. that's not being mixed and matched, like, just randomly. Mm-hmm. He's like, here's the metaphor, and I'm going to build it and develop it throughout the song. Right. Great job. This is great songwriting. I love the beginning of verse two. Drop his name, push it in, mm-hmm. and twist the knife again. Watch my face as I pretend to feel, feel no, no pain. pain. Nope, mm-hmm. you can't hurt me. Nope. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, that just, That was just like, oh. It really does hurt. Yeah. We all know. And I think it's interesting that this is a song where John's not, like, getting his way. Oh, yeah. And it's not coming from a place of I'm more clever or I can seduce you or you, mm-hmm. you're in love with me or we're both in love. It's like like a toddler, like, hmm, like, you know, I'm not getting my way. This this kind of sucks. But when we get to the comments later, someone has an argument about that, okay. that he's actually singing to, like, himself. Oh, okay. Um, so that was really interesting. But I just want to say that I also think an underrated line in mm-hmm. the song is, disappointment has a name. It's heartbreak. Oh. Like, why aren't people getting that tattooed on them? That's genius. Yeah. I, I also love the beginning of, I, I guess it's verse three. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, because I've felt this sentiment Mm -hmm. of you're fighting, you're mad, you're hurt, and you're hurting back. But at the same time, you just like, let's just fix this whole thing now. Right. right? Like, we can can get this right Mm -hmm. if we just stop hurting each other. No, only if she does. 
okay. If you lay your weapon down. Right. There's also a little bit of, a lot of bit of, and this is how it is in a breakup. Right. Most people aren't like, I'm going to take accountability for what right. I did wrong. They're mad and it's everyone, the other person did everything wrong. And that's the tone of this song. Yeah. And it is like, man, I'm just sitting here basically being perfect. <laughs> and you're just trying to hurt me intentionally and dropping mm -hmm. bombs. And, you know, if you would just calm down, we could work this out. Yeah. I Man, dream of ways to make you understand my pain. Mm, I know. Hug time. Hug I've, time. I've, I've, I've been there, man. I, I, I've been there. You're just laying in bed and you're like, if you knew how much you were hurting me. Right. Um, but it would, wouldn't matter. <laughs> it wouldn't matter, Why'd right? You jump up. <laughs> Why were you pretending to lay in bed? I wish this was a video podcast. Oh, yeah, that was, I was very like, dramatic. I was getting into it, but it wouldn't matter. Um, okay, so I think I'm ready to move on from lyrics. All right. You are. Yeah. We're a little bit off on our timing right now. Um, so the... Especially when we add in our minute-long ad. I know. I'm so proud of us getting an ad. Um, so the internet says that this is a 89% play, 11% skip. Whoops. Uh, ratio, which I found interesting I after I spent a it. lot of time with the song. I'm still going to continue to play I'm it. I'm still going to continue to play it. But you it, know, yes. I've, I belt out the ambient part now. I feel, so, <laughs> I feel so bad for the girl whose office is next to mine because I had on repeat today and I was like, look at me knowing the lyrics. I'm not going to listen to it like multiple times in a row every day for a week again. No. I won't do that. But when it comes, given enough time, when it comes back on, I'm still going to listen to it. It's, it's a bop. It's you got a good You should be doing that with drifting right now, by the way. You just put it on YouTube okay. over and over again. Okay, Jake Bolesa says, Heartbreak Warfare, War of My Life, mm -hmm. Assassin. Seems like John was feeling a little violent on this yeah. album. And that's the other thing I don't really particularly like about it, mm -hmm. I think, is that I liked it before, but now they spent more time in the song. I feel like there's a lot of anger there. Mm -hmm. It's not like my favorite vibe. The song is called Battle Studies. Or the nope, album's called Battle yeah. The album's called Battle Studies. So <laughs> it's you like continue to mess up the name. <laughs> photo low twenty two says that she really likes the song. Um, so she's surprised at how critical she's unexpectedly going to be in this comment. That, exactly. That's, that's the same. She's always right on the same page with us. Not a fan of the talking in the beginning, which we didn't even really talk about that. How in the beginning it's like when you sit down for a musical in the orchestra, mm -hmm. it's like, but it's not like that in the video. That part's gone. Okay. It's just like people cheering. Yeah. It's like the I'm orchestra saying, like, tuning up. Yeah. I don't, that was a weird choice for me for him. I don't understand how that plays in, but do you have a theory? It's just like, like a you're decision? coming to see a performance. This is a show. This is something a performative. Yeah. Okay. I agree that no one ever really wins in Heartbreak Warfare, and I like that this is the intro song to the Battle Studies album, an underrated album in my opinion. It is definitely a tone setter. Yes. It yes, it definitely is. It sounds like John is putting all the fault blame on the other person. And then she cited some examples. Mm -hmm. And it's the only time I feel he's the victim in one of his songs. I've wondered before some of the lyrics he's singing to himself mm -hmm. rather to the other person. Felt this way also with Shouldn't Matter, But It Does. Am I the only one feeling this way? I do think this was written in response to his on-off relationship with Jessica Simpson, parentheses. This is not a Jessica Simpson podcast. Oh, gosh. I don't ha -ha. think I was going to catch on yet. And parentheses. <laughs> and I think that she brings up a really interesting point. I don't see it that way after spending so much time with it, but I can see how you can make an argument for it. The third verse is the place where you could make the argument the best. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like red wine ambient, you're drunk, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and your mouth is just running and you know it and you can't seem to get it under control. Yeah. 
I don't I don't think that's the intent of the song, but no. if you wanted to read that into you a could. Yeah. Yeah. The circle of your friends said, this is the first one that got me, red wine and ambient. You're talking bleep again, saying with the same amount of contempt for the 5,000th time because that line is just that good. Mm-hmm. It really is. I don't know. I can't put my finger on why. Maybe because I just found out the words ambient. <laughs> it's brand new It's to like you. a whole new song. <laughs> yeah. um, Vanessa Valeska said, this song is one of my favorites. He's great with metaphors. But the one that hits me, and every time I hear the song, I feel it again, is, quote, lightning strike inside my chest to keep me up at night, end quote. When I read the title and the lyrics, I always think about the video game Call of Duty Modern Warfare, and I'm pretty sure it inspired John. The game was released the first time in 2007. It's about World War II, and at the end of the song, he says, good to know, it's all a game. Mm -hmm. You played that game, Uh, right? No. No, you play video games. I've played video games. Not I was that never one. much of a shooter, and I've been out the video game game for quite some time now. You play video games with your son all the time. I play Lego games, yes. On oh, Ninjago? Uh, no, I don't think they have. Uh. Um, but he does love Ninjago. He loves himself some Ninjago. Don't we all? House. But we play like Lego Harry Potter, oh Lego Lord of the Rings, Lego. Oh, I, wa- I, did, DC I made it Heroes. through all those. Oh, okay. I was watching on Netflix. They, my bad. They're good. Yeah. I want to make Caden watch it, but he wasn't interesting. MJ Live 72 just said finally with like 10 exclamation points. That's the only comment I took of people being really excited. Yeah, because I, I, I've been putting it off. I keep I keep teasing it, but we finally got to it. And I guess we know why. Yep. <laughs> Jeff DiOrio said, this was the song that set it off for me and John Mayer. Safe to say one summer I was heartbroken and I heard the song and thought, wow, this is exactly how I feel. And upon listening to every other John Mayer song from that point on, I continue to say, wow, that is exactly how I feel. Like I'm sure most fans do. Accurate. I'm always saying that. Mayor B. I'm a fan says, I love Heartbreak Warfare. I can't help hearing the influence of U2's bad every time I listen. Mm. There's a great interview out there where John speaks of the influence and how he wanted to create the same vibe. Battle Studies is an excellent piece of work. So many good songs. It's a frequent listen. Start to finish with no skips Mm. for me. That's bold. Sometimes you're just not in the mood for a song. Mm -hmm. But not if you're Mayor B. I'm a fan. D-A-F-L-O said, effing banger. Great song about being the more emotional adult person in the relationship. True. Or untrue. If we're putting all the blame on the person. Yeah, I mean, we, we don't we know. To, we is, don't know the circumstances. Is the author telling the truth? And what are the circumstances truth, to why the are they hurting? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still a good point. Yeah. Ada May said, if you want more love, why don't you say so? Such a dense concept to <laughs> me. Yeah. It's like, why can't this be simple? Right. Right? This should be also simple. Just say what you need. Say what you need. Say what you need to say. Yep. <laughs> which, which was the runner-up, actually, for this week. Was with that it? song, yeah. And now we've come to the screenshot of my, my seats. From yeah, the so we've made, it, we've made so it through. through. <laughs> nice. Awesome. That means it's time to rate the song, Jill. Ooh, this is a tough one, I think. Is this a quiet song, or mm-hmm. is this the John Mayer who turns the ladies on? The internet is split. Mm-hmm. Quiet song got 48%. Turn the ladies on got 52 mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's either, which is unfair of me to have put up the poll. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely not turn the ladies on. So by default, I'm going to have to go with quiet song. 100% agree with you. That okay. was exactly my feeling. Yeah. It doesn't I've, really fit a third into either category. There. Angry song. doesn't really fit into either category, but it's for sure not. I, I by process of elimination. Exactly. It's not the turn the ladies on. I'm very confused, but as usual. Mm-hmm. 
All right, and I, I'm also anticipating a fairly low number mm-hmm. for this next one. Mm-hmm. Jill, how much does this song make you love John Mayer? So right in the middle, I gave it a 3.5 mm-hmm. because I don't emotionally connect with it. Mm-hmm. So as far as like increasing my fandom or mm-hmm. feelings, um, it doesn't do it. But musically, mm-hmm. it does. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's in the middle. Okay, that's surprising. There's just some songs that hit my heart, and mm-hmm. this isn't one of them. So it had to, I had to deduct points. I was going to say that's a surprisingly high number, mm. but I don't think you ever actually give low numbers. I don't think you use a one to five Only scale. Rosie. I think you've decided a three to three five, five scale. scale. <laughs> I, I, I haven't given anything a two or anything yet. Uh, I probably uh, haven't. I mean, I, it's my John Mayer podcast. Like, would right. you want me to not like him? <laughs> I, I'm going to say it's a four. It's, it's it, like the songwriting is good. I love 100%. the instrumentation. I love the music. Um, I love the groove. I'm a big fan of it. I've, as I've been the whole time since, since the album came out, I just, yeah, exactly what you said. I just need to not live in this song. No one should. Yeah. Pretty dark. It's a hard, it's a hard place to go emotionally. Right. Um, it's discussion question time. Yeah. I came with one. Oh, I'd love to hear what you got. Have you ever been in Heartbreak Warfare? That's this intense. <sighs> yes, <Man>. you have. <laughs> Why yeah. I'm asking you. <laughs> Um, yes, but it didn't feel intentional. That's, I think, what's different about the song. Yeah, this yeah. feels like That's intentional. That's why I'm saying it's youthful. Like, I certainly, absolutely, I felt like I've had somebody who I was in a relationship with, and that relationship went bad, and there was an immense pain and suffering around that. Mm-hmm. And in at the in the time, at the time, I was like, you're just doing this to hurt me. Yeah. And I kept looking at things like, you're doing this because you know it hurts mm-hmm. me. There's a million other things. But now removed from that, mm-hmm. with hindsight and perspective, mm-hmm. I can see, oh, that person was probably just doing the best they could. Isn't it interesting you how know? you look back? Yeah, yeah, they were probably hurting just as much as mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. and probably weren't even thinking about me in context to these actions. They yeah. were just thinking about surviving, right. getting through their own torment and their mm-hmm. own pain. Mm-hmm. And I happen to be collateral damage. Right. Um, but at the, once the relationship is severed, then it's like, oh, I don't have a responsibility to protect your feelings now. I'm just mm-hmm. trying to protect me yeah. and make sure that I'm good. So when I look back on it, I don't feel like any of the people who I've had relationships in with, like where they were like purposely and tr- purposely trying to hurt me. Right. I felt people were purposely trying to hurt me within a relationship, mm-hmm. you know, but not as the That's cause fair. of the breakup. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and this doesn't have to really be. That's not what this necessarily is because the word break is in it. I think you automatically assume it's a breakup. Right. But it's just maybe the deterioration of a relationship. Yeah. The more painful part. I mean, so I think of one example from like high school, right? So from the way back when, like you were trying to hurt me with that, mm-hmm. um, and then there's, you know, if you be with anyone long enough, you know, me and my wife have been together 15 years. We've mm-hmm. had plenty of fights, yeah. And you know, there's some sometimes where I know she's, where I don't know, I don't know, mm-hmm. where I have felt mm-hmm. like you said that specifically in that way to hurt yeah, me, pushing buttons, yeah, yeah. Um, and a lot of it comes like, who's the, what, they always say, what's the most dangerous animal? The wounded animal. Right? Yeah. Because they're going to attack and they're going to fight. Mm-hmm. And so it's a lot of the same. Who's the most dangerous partner? The one who's, who, who you've wounded, whether intentionally or not. Right. Because, you know, especially if they, depending on their background and whatever trauma they happen to be carrying, that could be a dangerous situation. Right. So, yeah. yeah. You? No. No. <laughs> you're, you're, you're toxic free, no. drama free No, life. I'm not toxic free. Mm-hmm. I definitely had one incredibly toxic boyfriend, but... 
I don't know. I wouldn't say that it was a heartbreak warfare necessarily. Yeah. I'm more like sad than angry. Yeah. So like a little puppy or a panda or Aww. something. Oh, puppies get angry. <laughs> I see them get angry at work all the time. Do you have a discussion question? I do. So we have, we're using the Because we've switched places lately. Oh, right. It's been me you and had, you yeah. haven't had any. Mm-hmm. So in this song, he's using warfare as a metaphor for heartbreak. Correct. But warfare can be a metaphor for a lot of other things. Mm -hmm. And while I anticipated that you probably didn't have this experience, Mm -hmm. have you had that experience where you're, I'm at war with someone else, whether it's a coworker. How much time do we uh, have? (laughs) Somebody, another mom at the school. Oh, no, not the other moms. Uh, Yeah, no. Mm -hmm. I can't talk about the podcast. (laughs) Spill the tea, Jill. I had two arch nemesis, which is the plural of nemesis. Have you looked it up? Is that, is that a I'm real thing? I'm just guessing. Actually, okay. I'm just giving facts out here that might not be real. Right. Yeah, and it is deep. Wow. It's, it is so deep. It's on site. It's for life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely in a war with some people. And I've tried... The worst part is there's one who's like a life... An adult lifelong mm-hmm. sort of enemy. Mm-hmm. We're forced into a situation where we have to deal with each other over mm-hmm. and over again. And I've tried to repair it like so many times. Uh-huh. Like very much been like, hey, you did a lot of things that upset me. Apparently somehow I've upset you. Right. And this isn't a situation where I can't take a lot of accountability. I was literally always doing my best right. in the situation. And I'm like, let's just restart. Mm-hmm. Let's just, let's move forward from here for let's, everyone's sake. Let's let's fix this whole thing right. now. But that person was just red wine and ambient, in, <laughs> I guess, and continued to bully me, essentially, to the point where I finally blocked them. And so they're my arch nemesis. But the, here's a funny story that's not mm-hmm. that funny, but it's funny to me and my son. This person sent me a Christmas card. Okay. And Caden was very little. We were walking into a donut store, and I was just livid. Like, mm. we are enemies. Mm. Why are you sending me a Christmas card? And so I was saying to Caden, who I probably shouldn't have been talking to right. about, like, this is ridiculous. Why would she send me a Christmas card? How dare she? What was she thinking? And this man's opening the door for me. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't know. Maybe that's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and we always laugh about that, and it puts in perspective, like, you need to calm down. It's not that big a deal. So, yeah, I have some warfare situations, Mm -hmm. and that's not my favorite. I try to not have my heart be heavy, Mm -hmm. so I repair them whenever I can, but unfortunately, there's two still out there. What about you? You don't have a lot of enemies. I'm So, if I do this one-way street... Mm, That can happen. You know, I've I've had those things in my life before. I've Uh had those relationships. I'm at the place now where, yeah, that's just not... I'm fortunate enough... That I've been able to sort of rid myself of of those things. Right. There may very well be people who are out there who are like, oh, Lucas sucks. I'm sure there are. Mm-hmm. They're just not a part of my like, daily yeah. life. I don't yeah. see them or interact with them. So I'm oh, yeah. blissfully I'm unaware confident of confident there's a lot of people who don't like me. Uh-huh. Uh, there's no middle ground. Mm-hmm. You're team Jill or you want nothing to do with Jill because she talks too much and she's too bubbly. Like I have a lot of that. Right. But it's just like an interactive two-way street war. I only have two. So I have this question to ask you. Mm-hmm. Are you Team Selena or Team Haley? I don't know. Speaking enough of, of warfare, I don't know enough about it to comment. Okay, uh, honestly, so I, if I had to just like guess mm-hmm. with the limited information I have, mm-hmm. I'd say I'm Team Selena. But my fear is mm-hmm. that perhaps we're accidentally bullying Haley Bieber. Uh-huh. But I don't know enough about it to know. So, well, we're definitely bullying her. I guess mm-hmm. it's just if people feel like it's justified or not. Right. And by we, I don't mean me. <laughs> I mean the people on the internet. 
What about you? Do you are you into uh, that? So it keeps popping up in social media, mm-hmm. and I've been avoiding. I've been ducking it. Same. I've been like trying. Uh oh, Selena and Haley is mm-hmm. in the air. You know, like trying like to like ambient. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and red wine. Um, but it just was like so ever present that I finally asked my wife. I was like, "Can you explain this to me right. in a way that will make sense to me?" Mm-hmm. And she did her did her best. I don't think anyone can explain that in a way that makes sense. Yeah, and I, I think I think I kind of follow it. And my wife is obviously her; she's Team Selena, so that was kind of given to me in a mm-hmm. Team Selena slant. Mm-hmm. So that would be based on the information that I have coming from that yes. one source. Yeah. I would tend to be Team Team Selena, but I have always thought that Justin Justin Bieber got way more hate than he deserved. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know how much. That plays Well, into... some people are arguing, why are we not mad at him? Mm-hmm. He's the problem, which I don't think is true. I mean, he did date both of them. I don't think he intentionally thought, this will be fun on the internet later. Right. But I um, it's like easy to be attached to Selena Gomez because she was on Barney. Oh, yeah. And so yeah. if you have a small child who watched Barney and then and then your like, preteen is watching, like because it was delayed. Mm-hmm. So she was already on Wizards of Waverly Place when... Mm-hmm. Then my daughter was watching. She's been everywhere with me. Like, <laughs> Selena Gomez is always there. So you get kind of, she says the sweetest things, and her message is so positive mm-hmm. that I find it hard to believe she's intentionally doing things to other people on the internet, whether it's passive aggressively or in code. That just doesn't add up. I think Selena Gomez is the kind of person who would send a Christmas card to somebody who views them as an arch nemesis. Okay, well, that's where her and I are going to have a problem. Why are you sending me cards if you don't like me? That makes no sense. Oh. Save the postage. Okay. All right. Well, uh, there we go. Is it my pick next week? This is your pick. Do you? Do, I think you told me last. Did you tell me I last? I said episode? I wanted to do City Love. Uh huh. But then I heard. Have we done Helpless? We have not done Helpless. I heard that on um, Spotify today, and I was just like dancing in my office and having a good time. So I might change my mind. I won't know till tomorrow. All right. So after this episode comes out, check the Instagram. At Jill's going to announce it. Get in there. Give us your feedback. Give us your comments. Tell us if you have comments about my sign. Yes. For the concert. And then also give us your feedback on what you thought we did today. Yeah. What do we that? miss? Yeah, do that. You guys wanted this segment. So. This is your segment. We're doing it for you people, so show yeah. up. See, we're mad like John. Yeah, don't show up 45 minutes late and disrespect other people. Also, I don't feel like you should take Ambien while you're drinking wine. So don't do that. I think that's probably against the pharmacist's recommendation. Yeah, you could accidentally kill yourself or something. Oh, could you? I don't know. I'm not Sleeping up, pills? I'm not And up. wine? Probably. Okay. You took yeah. too many. Yeah. I don't Just don't do it. Okay. Yeah. Deal. Have a good week. Okay, bye.